Hello, my ladies, my gays, my theys, and the men who get it. I am Reagan, and we are back with the F the Nice Guy podcast. And today I am bringing you possibly my most requested co-host. Now, you may know her from TikTok for all of her amazing content. She's written over 70 articles that have been featured in Glamour, The Washington Post, The Daily Beast. And my personal favorite was her article in the Harper's Bazaar, Men Have No Friends and Women Bear the Burden. If you haven't guessed already, today my guest is the amazing and the incredible Melanie, or as you may know her from TikTok, Mel Hamlet. Hi! <laughs> a one, a two, a one, two. He's a nice guy, what a nice guy, till he's screaming in your face. And he's a nice guy, such a nice guy, but he'll put you in your place. And he's a nice guy, what a nice guy, till he gets caught. He's a nice guy, such a nice guy, until he's not F the nice guy. So Mel, something that I love that you talk about is you are a reformed cool girl can you mm -hmm. talk a little bit about that yeah i mean you know cool girl is just another form of pick me you know but like my form of cool girl was like i don't need men i don't need men you know because i didn't i really i didn't <laughs> yeah. date until i was i didn't have my first like real i don't even know if you want to call it real but first relationship until i was 36 not by accident but by deeply believing that men would ruin my life just didn't mess with them Right. Can right. I cuss? Can I cuss? Oh, hundred percent. Okay. Yes. I'm used to not being able to cuss on certain platforms. I don't want to fuck with men. I didn't. I knew they would derail my life. I knew they would ruin my life. I learned growing up that being in proximity to men literally makes you center them, whether you want to or not. And so I was like, okay, I want to do what I want to do. I want to be a raft guide. I want to be a climber. I want to be. So I entered that whole outdoor world. Um, and I've always been a tomboy, you know, or like for lack of a better word. Um, and so, yeah, I got along really well in that world until I tried to stand up for women at any point in time. And they were like, literally like they, they, the first season right out of the gate, I was like, that's kind of weird how y'all talk about teenage girls getting off the bus in bathing suits and like their children and they're, you know, like I was trying to point out that it's really weird. They're sexualizing right. children. Um, at one point I was like, it makes me uncomfortable that y'all talk about like women, like, and they were like, oh, are you a feminist? You know, <laughs> do you believe in equality? Uh, no, no, not a feminist, not one of them. Because in that, you know, it's a survival mechanism. Being a yes. cool girl, this is why, because as much as I like talk shit about pick me's and cool girls, I also want to be a person who never um, shames them. Just, just tries to like show the, the like, look, I used to do this shit too. 100%. But it, I'm not trying to other myself because I know what's behind it. I know it's a survival mechanism. I know in that world, I had no choice mm -hmm. because I lived with these fucking dudes. I mean, I literally lived around men in the wilderness and the river. I worked with them all day. I needed friends. Yeah. And so, you know, if, if I have to tolerate you t talking about the hail damage um, of a woman's thighs right in front of me which is like cellulite. What? Yeah, yeah. Like they had all kinds Yeah. And I framed it as, oh, I've always wanted a brother. You know what I mean? I was like, oh, I get to be able to have yes. a brother because I grew up with a single mom, a sister, and a, <laughs> a toy poodle named Fifi Marie Hamlet. We're a house of bitches, right? No men. <laughs> 
Yeah, right. Yeah. And so now I'm like, oh, this is what it's like to be around, like have a brother, a bunch of them. And um, when I started fucking another guy at another company, you know, it was like mm-hmm. a Romeo and Juliet situation on the river, you know, <laughs> forbidden love with the enemy. That old tale. <laughs> and I made the mistake of telling them because they will slut shame you so hard. They literally one day, as soon as they found out, like wrestled me to the ground, uh, threw me in the water rolled me in the sand because you know it's like dirt and, and pebbles and stuff by down by the boat yeah. ramp this is jackson hole wyoming by the way oh my uh, god yeah, 10 to 1 ratio of men to women but the 10 all fucking suck okay <laughs> so uh, it's not like good odds right 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 and they rolled me and so i'm covered in wet dirt and then they took a fucking um sharpie and wrote mel loves mad river dick Cute Mad River is the name of the company on one of I my back, the back of my calf, and then drew like a giant penis and a heart on the other one right before the fucking p- comp- like customers show up. Oh. You can't get that off, man. You have to have like no. a really pad. So all day oh. long, I'm sitting here trying to hide the back of my legs because it basically is like whore, you yeah, know, They're right, like, right, whore all right. over them, just right, and whore. I was like. <laughs> You know, just like fucking laughing at it. What are you going to do? You know, they would lock 100%. me in an outhouse and throw fucking rocks down the thing so the blue water would shoot. Like, I didn't realize until I started telling these stories how much these men fucking hazed me. I was going to say, that's hazing. That's straight up hazing. Yeah. But when I was alone with them, and this is what is so fucking ironic about it. I was actually like really cared about a couple of these guys. And when I was alone with them, they'd open up their heart to me. They'd tell me things they couldn't, didn't feel safe telling any other men because men bully each other first and then they bully us, right? Yep. And so I'm like the cool girl that they can talk to and open their heart to, but in front of the other dudes, I'm just like, oh, let's fuck with Melanie. I don't have feelings, I swear to God. I don't care what Melanie tells you. I never gave her any of my emotions. Yeah, and at the time, I was bulimic at the time, by the way. So I had a beating disorder for a really long time. They made fun of women's bodies in front of me. So my my evolution of the cool girl, first I just went in there just trying to be myself. That didn't work. So (laughs) I was like, oh, okay, if you can't beat them, join them, I guess. So then I became like this shit talking, like I could always outdo them. But the thing is, is, and this is like, so I just, I feel like I know men more than I ever want to know men. You know, yeah. I worked with them and then I was in the film industry. Oh God. In yeah. world. It's just all men. And I actually do love men because mm-hmm. I'm fucking nuts. I love, <laughs> I do. Yeah. I relate to them. I get along with them. Same. I, but what I had to do was stop hating women in order to belong Stop hating myself. Stop hating anything feminine about myself. Like I actually, you know, will wear dresses sometimes. It's not like I don't want, I've never been a girly girl and I don't want to be, but I stopped denying everything like feminine about myself in order to be like them. And then I actually, and so just to kind of tie this story up, because I, I like to have hope in everything that I talk about. I wrote an article about this for Outside Magazine about how I was just hazed so bad and and how it's what it's like working with all men mm-hmm. and how I had to learn. And it's called like the the, the toxically masculine guide because a, a toxically masculine feminist who was a guide or something like that. I forget the name because I was a feminist in my heart. Right. But I acting like one. I was literally the cool girl. It's lonely at the top, dude. You can't be a cool girl and have female friends. 
Mm -hmm. Right. So if you get the keys to the boys club, good luck. You're up there alone and they're fucking throwing rocks of blue water and shit. Or shit <laughs> they're rolling up. you in sand. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? It's great. So I wrote this article about kind of my, ev my evolution of trying to come out of that, like can't beat them, join them mentality. And I actually, one of the guys that I always really liked, like he participated in it, but I always knew like deep down that he was just performing masculinity the sure. same way we perform too yeah you know for sure um and yeah it always I don't know I just I I just I there's something about he wasn't like some of the other guys and I knew that yeah um and he'd been in the military too right so he'd been really conditioned to be this way but um anyway so I just we'd been you know Facebook friends so I just sent him a little message I was like hey just a little heads up I wrote an article about you guys <laughs> I didn't name you right you know I wouldn't do that but I just wanted to let you know. Right. And he read the article. First of all, before he even read it, he was just like apologized. Oh, man. But he yeah. didn't even need to read it for to know. And then he read it and sent me like the most beautiful message being like, I was so toxically masculine back then trying to prove my man. Like, it wasn't just like, sorry, not sorry. Or right. sorry, feel bad. It was literally like, like the, the perfect kind of apology that made right. me you know what? You, you really have changed. He also like married this amazing woman. He's stayed at home dad sometimes. Like he's really nice. like, me hope. Right. Sure. Sure. And he actually ended up starting a men's group with my husband. They're in a men's group together. Well, that's awesome. And they talk about vulnerability and crying and, and all like, like men's groups that are like, not about deconstructing patriarchy are like literally just creating incels. So I'm not like, yeah, a men's group's going to help men. No, not if you don't right. really know. You know what I mean? Get out like, the right goals. But, you got to have a book that's literally like talking about, you know, all this yeah. stuff, not, you know. So anyway, that him and, and other men that I know, they give me hope. That's why I like, I hold men to such a high standard because I know they can fucking change. I've seen it and I, I can change because I've changed from being that chick who was like, ha, right. it's so funny that you're degrading to me to be like, fuck you. I don't deserve better. Like, I know. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. That's the thing too, is that I think about because like, I've definitely had on TikTok, like, people be like man hater you know and I'm like no I don't hate them that's kind of why I do what mm -hmm. I do because I know they can do better I've seen men do better and so it's actually that I believe they are you know they do have the potential to be good wonderful people and I've seen people change and it's like it, it's funny that the the fact that you think they can do better is used as proof that you actually hate them it's like no. <laughs> my husband doesn't make content online or whatever. Um, he does more like in our personal life, helping men. Right. Sure. Um, but they love to attack him through my page. You know, the Classic. way they talk about he is a threat to all of them because. Yes. And that's why I've always really appreciated um, women who make content showing like what their husbands do at home. Yeah. That's not like the stuff we normally see. They're like, mm -hmm. this is what, this is what it looks like in a day of life. He wakes up the kids, he feeds them. Da, 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 and I was like, what? So like, I, <laughs> yeah, like my dad literally admitted, admitted to me when he saw like his grandchild, like my, my brother-in-law changing my niece's diaper when she was a baby. He goes, wow, look at you. You know, when the girls were babies, you know, and they, they shit in their diaper and I just let it ride till, you know, your mom got home. Oh my God. Like, are you kidding me? You That's... let us just sit in our shit for hours? I would not be bragging about like, that. the fact that you literally said that out loud. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> like, 
but he also admitted he also admitted out loud that he purposely makes up the bed bad so he doesn't have to like, oh, we love like, weaponized incompetence. Yeah, yeah, but he like he basically like I'm like you literally just outed all men. Like yes. I'm like thank you for being so honest because yes. this man was in the navy mm-hmm. in Vietnam. He literally tells stories of having to bounce a fucking quarter off yep. the bed if it wasn't perfect. You know, yep. he'd have to make it up until it was perfect. This man can make beds better than anyone I know. And yes. then he just make it floppy. Right? Yeah. So I was like, damn, my, I learned a lot from my dad because he was like brutally honest about how much he sucked as a dad. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You know what I think is interesting? I Just the, the way that you were describing like your experience as a cool girl, because I, I know you mentioned that it's in the same vein as the pick me, mm-hmm. but I've always feel like girls who end up subscribing to like the pick me ideology or the veil of just the facade of the pick me, it's mm-hmm. like there's such uh, an anxiety to it. It's like I feel like they're constantly trying to prove something and they're like put other women down. They're very vocal versus a lot of times when women end up being more of cool girls, it's like they almost have to like not not object to anything like their energy almost has to be like a little more flat where they like, oh, that's fine. That's fine. That's cool. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Like, yeah, roll me, well, there's, roll there's me a in. spectrum of cool girlness. For right? sure. And for then, sure. And then, and there's also like, so, you know, we got like cool girl from Gone Girl, the book or whatever. I believe that was where it was first, mm. you know, kind of made right. famous or whatever. Yes. And that was a cool girl in a relationship. Right. But then there's also the cool girl who's just like, and there was a lot of them in the outdoor world who didn't really date men, but secretly had crushes on them and just wanted to be the best friend of all these yep. men. Yeah, that's what I was. Yeah. Right. Um, And so either way, at the heart of toxic boy moms, pick me's and cool girls is centering men. Yep. Now, how we go about that is differently, but the same. And that's why decentering men and decentering the the internalized man, because they don't have to do anything. We do all this. (laughs) Like they could all move to another fucking planet and we would still have all this shit inside of us, which is why, you know, People think that I'm like, blame men for everything. I'm like, no, 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 no. Like I'm like patriarchy for this. But like the women have kept me in line just as much as men. Women do men's work for them, Mm -hmm. you know? And so this is an internal job. It's not, and and I don't, I'm not waiting for men to change. They probably won't, most of them. What I'm here to do is help women deconstruct this stuff so that we stop getting killed by these men. Yeah. Whether it's like outright killed or killed slowly through our nervous system and all that shit. You know what I mean? A hundred percent. Yeah. All right, friends, you all know that I hate the nice guy, but you also know I hate going to grocery stores and trying to figure out how to make nice, healthy meals for my family when I barely know how to cook myself. That is why I love Hungaroot, the amazing grocery delivery service. Now I've been using them for a couple weeks and I could not be happier because every week my groceries literally get delivered to my door and the meals themselves are so easy. Like none of these meals take longer than 30 minutes to make. They're pre-portioned, they're often pre-seasoned, and they are always delicious. And they have so many different options for meals that no matter what your dietary restrictions are or what your tastes are, there's something for you. And just by listening to this podcast, you can receive 40% off your first delivery as well as one free gift by using code NICEGUY40. So finally, the term nice guy has brought something positive to your life. Thank you, Hungry Root.
Do you have a moment that you would say was the moment it clicked to you that you needed to start like unpacking your internalized misogyny? That's actually a good question. Um, I mean, I don't think there was actually a moment. I just, I mean, I kind of even knew while I was doing it that I was doing it, but mm -hmm. I didn't care, you know, because yeah, I yeah. did what I needed. Um, luckily, I will say, I think the fact that I've been raised with a single mom and an older sister in a no male household, you know, I, I will say, okay, my first big lesson was when I was, you know, I went, like, I, I lived in my truck for like five years all over the West. And so that summer I was in Jackson Hole, I had all these guy friends, right? And uh, in the wintertime, things were escalated to even worse because I, I went and I worked somewhere else and I came back for the winter. And, you know, I wasn't, I was, I had just learned to ski. I literally became a ski instructor, uh, right? And, and taught kids how to ski. Pizza, French fries, not that hard, yeah. right? Um, yeah. Like, and I became a ski instructor, but I couldn't ski black diamonds. You know, I couldn't ski, I couldn't keep up with them. So it was like the first time that I was around men that I couldn't keep up with because sure. I've been climbing and doing that stuff for a while. So I was like, I'm as tough as you, fuck you. I can do whatever. And I was like, okay, they, they would ditch me every time I go skiing. Like I was, because they want to do, and I get it. They want to do hard stuff, but like sure. terrible at teaching. They're terrible at, you know, like men, men make the worst fucking outdoor leaders I've ever met in my life. And I will die on that hill. Yes. Stop. Like how uh, people who are not emotionally intelligent are supposed to keep people alive in the, in the fucking wilderness when they can't even do it with their own children and the safety right. of their Fuck that. Right. So, uh, and, and they had cocky and their egos and, and hubris is what gets them killed. So, so I, 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 these guys ditched me, uh, all the time. So I was pretty lonely. And I, I, that's when I was like, fuck, like, I really need to make sure I always have women in my life. Cause these guys are not reliable friends. And so I really, I, in that town, I had two girlfriends and they were my fucking lifeline. And then this was my first big lesson. And, you know, it took me a while to really, you know, yeah, this was probably the first big aha moment when I tore my ACL, Oof. like, I don't know, maybe four weeks into the season. Like it was early parts of the season. I tore my ACL, had to get surgery. First time I've ever had surgery in my life. You know, like I'm alone in this town. I'm sleeping on a mattress on the floor. Like I don't have money. I don't have resources. I luckily I had health insurance, which actually ended up fucking me over and ended up being like $24,000 in debt because they wouldn't pay. That's another story. America. Yeah. <laughs> America. Um, anyway. They didn't visit me in the hospital. They didn't ask. They didn't see how I was. They didn't Oof. call. Like nothing. They just fucking disappeared because the bro bra's got a fucking ski bro, right? Hit the slopes, yeah. Mm. And all these women, they came out of the woodwork. Women that I never invested anything were like, "Do you need some tea?" They bring tea over. Yeah. They fucking, my roommate. She cleaning up my puke bucket because the, the medicine made me sick. Ugh. Like these. I was like, oh my god, I didn't deserve this. They showed up even when I hadn't invested nothing. And I was like, I remember calling my sister being really frustrated. She's like, oh yeah, Melanie, if you didn't know this yet, you should, men will never show up for you. Don't count on it. You always need men. I know you work with mostly men and your friends mm -hmm. are mostly men, but you cannot count on them. And I was like, damn, she's right. And from that moment on, I was like, okay, no matter what world I live in. So every time I go and I moved all the time, because you're, you know, when you do seasonal work, you're very nomadic. Mm -hmm. So I'd have to make friends all the time. Every time I moved to a town, I'd go to the bar looking for a friend, a woman, and I'd take their number because it's back before like fucking, right. yeah, yeah. you know, I barely had a cell phone and I'd be like, oh my God, you're cool. What's your number? Can we hang out? And I'd Can we hang out? Women. Yeah. And, yeah. I, and, and, you know, I've moved to many countries. I've lived all over the place. 
And every time I show up in a new town, I know that the foundation of my mental and emotional and physical safety is having women in my life, not just any woman too, like a, like a healthy woman sure. in my life because men can't be counted on. So uh, I've had to like decenter men. Every time I tried to center men, I got fucked. So I was like, okay, I don't know how no, many no. times in this lesson. I'm done. New center. But that's when I realized I could be the cool girl, but the cool girl has to have female friends because, yeah. uh, and I don't know, like I just, yeah, it was a lesson for me that I just, you know what? It's not worth investing too much in men, even as friends, because they don't know how to show up for each other. Of, of course, right. they're not going to for me. Well, and that's an interesting thing to point out too. And I, I feel like I've talked about it in a couple of my videos, just the fact of like, even if you are, you get picked by these men, right? Even if you are their favorite girl, it's like, they are not going to support you. They are not, there's not that camaraderie. There's not that like with women, there's can be that sisterhood and that support. But even if you mm. quote unquote win with these men, if you're the best girl out of all the girls, you're still beneath them. They still see mm -hmm. this less. No matter how high their opinion is of you, it's never going to meet how they see another man. And they will always sacrifice you for the sake of, even for a joke. Like they'll mm -hmm. literally, like, they will throw you under the bus just for a little haha from the boys. And it's like, I think that's super eye opening because I've mm -hmm. had, I've come to that realization too. I had a lot of guy friends and I, I, I feel like my dynamic with guy friends was a lot of like giving shit. Mm -hmm. And I used to love that until my therapist was like, yeah, it's kind of like a dominance, like social hierarchy play. I was like, oh, mm -hmm. oops. Well, also they'll, they'll try, a lot of them, you know, I used to pride myself in having a lot of guy friends, but you wouldn't believe how, I mean, you would probably believe, I'm guessing, how easily yeah. they'll throw a 15 year friendship away trying to fuck you one night. Oh, like, mm. I, I wrote about that for the Huffington Post. I was like, wow, like there's a, at least two good friends that I lost like that because yes. I, was, I was like, wait, we were climbing buddies. When did this fucking happen? And then why, like, why are you doing that? Oh, well, I guess that's done. Like literally ruined 15 year friendship because one night I'm visiting and he starts rubbing my feet and I'm like, Oh, cause I was uh -oh. like, attractive. <laughs> yeah. But I was like, uh, 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 and then in a moment of weakness, I hooked up with him and then yeah. Like, and that's why I wrote that so I, the that article men have no friends and women bear the burden because yes. I great article. And that's why it went viral is because mm -hmm. I started to realize like these men fucking suck at friendship. They they suck at relationships and I'm so tired of women paying the price for that. Right? The wives yes. of these men, even the friends of these guys because these guys will they will they will take, they will exploit, but they don't give in return what you give. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Now there's always exception to the rules, but those are usually men who have done some unpacking the work. And or they were raised by parents who taught them to not, you know, re rely on women for so much emotional labor and all this other shit. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's so interesting. Cause like I recently had, so one of my biggest fury inducing things is when men talk shit on their wives to me. And mm -hmm. I, I really do think, a lot of toxically masculine men like think because I'm gay, they're like, oh, you like women. So you also must shit. So you must wife. know how much they suck. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, wrong. I'm like this. I could not hate this conversation more. Like the, <laughs> the last time I, this just happened. It was a guy. I have an acting gig where I work with some like very egotistical men and he started ripping on his wife. And I was like, wow, 
I wonder what type of relationship she has with her father that would that would make her because basically he was saying she was like a uh, couldn't make a decision. She was anxious. And I was like, hmm, that sounds like, did she have a bad relationship with her dad? And he's like, well, yeah, he's like a narcissist. And I was like, gosh, that must be so hard for her. <laughs> the, like every time he would say something, I would just rope it back to like, how do you think, may, like maybe she has a hard time with decisions because she, if she made a wrong decision, there was a pretty severe consequence. Mm -hmm. He was like done with that combo so quick because he's like, this isn't fun for me. Yeah, and also he probably is very, fucking wears her out. So yes, it, it drives me crazy when they're like, that's like a big joke among them. She's so indecisive. She don't, it's like, well, maybe if she wasn't were, like literally taking care of everybody, yes. taking care of you, maybe, yes. you know, like, Asking her one more fucking thing to figure right. out, like, where are we going to go to dinner? She's like, I don't know, like, because she's, she's fucking breaking. And you've, she's <laughs> probably told you like five times and you're just keep, she's like, what? And I don't, I don't care anymore. Just whatever. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. yeah and, and it was also like, he, there was other men in the room and, and he was mentioning that like, she asked me what we talk about when we go to the bar and I'm like, nothing like that. And the other guy's like, that's the point. And I'm like, yeah, because you use your wife as your emotional processor. Like mm -hmm. you're, you're on, you're not using that in intimate friendships. You're not getting deep relationships with your best guy friends. He literally is bragging that he only talks like about surface level things. Well, there's two reasons for that. One, this is, this is like, I realized recently, I was like, maybe when, you know, it's like, what are you thinking about? And they're like, nothing. I actually believe them now. <laughs> well, what, what do they have to think about? What, right. what, Right. literally doing all this shit of course like uh -huh. i wish i didn't have all this shit to think about all the time so a lot of yep. times they're really just like Bleh. but um <laughs> yeah, the other thing is that they don't feel safe with each other that's why they don't fucking talk to each other and yep. that's why i wrote that article because i was like look and it's funny because i actually almost wrote that article for a men's magazine and i'm so glad i didn't because they would have framed it as men being a victim of all this shit and it's yes. like dude i don't care about y'all but still the same way like like racism affects white people too, but never more than the right. people that we are oppressing. Never, right? Let's so chill. Yeah. Like, it's all like Jordan Peterson shit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. fuck you. You're still not the victim here. Just because you Peterson. suffer. You know? We all suffer. <laughs> the scale. Let's look <laughs> like, at the degree. <laughs> yeah, like you guys, like if it takes you suffering to care about feminism, I guess, but like. But like they don't feel safe with each other no. so yeah like that's why they don't talk to each other and that's why i wrote that article because i was like look y'all get your fucking shit together because you're killing us but literally since you don't even know how to do that here's some resources i literally gave them podcasts books how to start a men's group and you know these fuckers still found my email this is before i was so easy to find because i didn't right. have like TikTok and youtube these people found my email somehow. And you wouldn't believe how many emails I got from men who were like, oh my God, Melanie, I loved your article. It changed my life, blah, blah, blah. How do I start a men's group? And I'm like, read the fucking article. <laughs> read all, you want me to do more? I spent six months of my life researching that shit to make this easy for you. And you still have the audacity to oh reach out God. to journalists who provided all the resources for you. And you still want me to do more? I've done oh. everything. I've laid it out for you. Just click the link. Just go to it. For Thank love you. Of God. Like it's there. What do you want me to do? Do you want me to pick you up and drive you to a men's group? Like it would I would I was uh. I couldn't leave the audacity of them to ask me to do anything more than I already did. 
You know, it's never I was like, enough. This fucking article was literally a love letter to y'all. And you still, it's not enough because you're so fucking lazy. Yes. You're so lazy. You won't help yourselves. And if you won't help yourselves, you're helpless. I'm done. I'm yeah. going to go take care of myself. Make sure you don't exploit me in this process. But like, that's why I like, for me, it's just, I can't make men change. I can like show them examples of what happens when they actually do this work. But like, this is on them. And this is where women, we've been groomed to be codependent. Yes. To save men. Yep. You know, that's why I did that whole thing about like Robert Downey Jr. And like, oh my God. This speech, like, I want to thank my primary caregiver. I'm like, oh God, here we are again. Like, uh, what, uh, she can't get sick. She can't die. Nothing can happen to her because you literally, that's what they want from us. But the thing is, is that like, He's probably eventually going to cheat on her and leave her for another woman anyway. Like, come on. Like, that's what they do. pattern. So, so like, like, we have to deconstruct this idea that we're responsible for men because it is literally killing us. It's killing us. Statistically speaking, it is. In every way. In every way. And so I'm like, yeah, I'm not waiting for men to change. And it's so funny that I did a video on being like, let him die. You know, I did a whole video. I did a video and it kind of it went semi-viral um, of just being I like an article about, you know, men have no friends and women bear the burden. I gave men all this stuff being like, hey, here you go. Here you go, Timmy. Here you go. Here's a whole outline of how you do. And I was like, at this point, let them die. I don't fucking care. <laughs> you know, and I was like, I hope they don't. I hope they change. But it is not on us. Right. And the men, that video, I had to, I think I had to private it on TikTok because I got... I didn't want, I didn't want any more of these men showing up in my comments, but on YouTube every day, that's the only video on YouTube every day. I get these red pill guys coming in there being like dying alone with your cats. And I'm like, fuck (laughs) off. I'm married with a dog. Okay. They just my favorite thing. Women and patriarchy that I'm single and bitter. And it's like, same. I'm like, I am a lesbian and they're like, you'll never get a man. I'm like, sweet. I'm gay. So like no, no harm, no foul on that end. Like, yeah, but they're also probably convinced that you really just want them. Yeah. You know, you know what, what I mean? I, I'm sure that's it. I'm dedicating my life to this ruse because I secretly <laughs> want to be with the red pillars. You got me. <laughs> All right. I hate to do this to you, my friends, but I am cutting this episode off here because we talked for some time and you're not going to want to miss it. So tune in next week for part two of my episode with Melanie Hamlet. But if you can't wait a whole week to hear more from Mel, I will include all of her links underneath this episode. Make sure to check her out on her website. It links out to a lot of her articles and the content she's made. Thank you to everyone who's listening. Make sure to check out our Patreon if you want more content like Patreon-exclusive episodes, as well as some videos and some Q&As, all that fun stuff. And if you enjoy this podcast, make sure to leave us a review on Spotify or Apple or wherever you're listening because it really does help. And I will be back with you for part two. Oh yeah, and as always, my friends, F the nice guy.